about uh, great classic horror movies. Dr. Terry Yamauchi is here today. Good to have him with us. And uh, We were just talking about the original The Thing. Uh, the Thing from Outer Space is what they renamed it. And that was the first film credit for James Arness, who went on to play Matt Dillon. He played the monster. That's what he... Or he played the vegetable, I guess. But he, he was... He was in that movie, and that's still, it comes on, I'll watch it. Yeah, me too. It just, was just on last you know, week. But, uh, you know, the, using the Geiger counter to heighten the tension of it and everything, it's such it's, it's a well done. But it was, you know who directed it, right? Howard Hawks. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. You know, Howard Hawks directed it. I mean, he did all the great, uh, you know, westerns and stuff, and he decided to do a horror movie. Yeah. It was a very pro-democracy movie. Anti-communism, and that was when the Red Scare was all going on. Right, and uh, the the military was directing what they could do and what they could yeah. do. And, yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. I, I was, uh, if you've listened to the show for the almost twenty years that I've been on the air, you know that I had James Arness on one time. I've got a signed copy of his uh, his autobiography that he wrote, and. I wanted to talk about that movie and, and them. I mean, I could care less about Gunsmoke, okay? I, I wanted to talk about the horror movies. And it, he said one of the funniest things that ever happened to him was uh, when they were doing the thing, he and several of the people got they, – they had the roach coaches out on set, and the, the food wasn't very good. So he and one of his co-stars, he did not say who it was, went to – a hamburger joint, kind of like a Sonic today, where you drive up. But back then, you know, the the waitresses had they 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 came out with the roller skates and they had the tray that they hung on your window and all that. And uh, you said that they had let let in their order, and then it had, it was a hot day. They rolled the windows down, and they were sitting in the car. He was in the passenger side, and the lady came right right out. You're gonna love this this uh, Russ. Lady comes out to deliver their food and just lets out a blood curdling scream and drops the tray right there in the parking lot. And, you know, I mean, he's going, What the crap, right? And then he forgot that he had his right arm all made up for the movie. And so it was made up like some extraterrestrial's arm. And it was green and scaly and had plant like things growing out of it and everything and she just totally freaked out about it a great story yeah james arness is a was a very interesting article you know who his his brother was right yeah yeah. okay peter graves yeah peter graves who made another great monster you know arness did them where he fought giant giant ants peter graves did beginning of the end where they fought giant grasshoppers that's I, I I still remember being so scared when you heard the 
just them. Oh the yeah, that's, that's background that's, cricket like thing. Yeah, uh, that had to be done by a violin or something that I, they did. I, I don't know, but that really creeped me out. Yeah, well, it was my, a creepy movie. My next door neighbor and I went to the movie. We in those days, you know, you could go anywhere. And we were sure, walk, had around. to walk around ten blocks to go from downtown to our house uh, in Portland. Yeah, and I remember we were so scared. Well, I mean, we were like eight years old, oh, or nine yeah. years old, and we were so scared that, that some we, big aunt's going to come get well, you. Well, when we came home, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We didn't walk on the sidewalk. We walked right down the middle of the street. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so you were the, the you were pre Antifa then, if you were walking down the middle of the street, huh? You blocking traffic? Is that what you were doing? There wasn't any traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. It's so sad that our country is the way it is now. That kids well, cannot. Let- have what we had when we were young right right but i want to just tell you you look so good i feel I'm so, great i'm so glad that you're on your well into your recovery stage you look really really good so well, well here's what's funny about it though doctor is that i'd sit dr driscoll is my main doctor over at the wound center and then i got dr seal who's uh, infectious diseases and i see her ever so often and uh, she's got me on these antibiotics for for uh, six weeks. But anyway, I I felt good the day they put me in the hospital. I think I told you that. I, I I showed up, and this infection had just blown up on my foot. And Driscoll looked at me and said, "I'm going to put you in the hospital, Dave." And I said, "Why? I feel great." And she didn't tell me. She told Linda about four days later that she feared for my life at that moment. She said he did not look good. He acted like he felt great. I said, it wasn't acting. It was true. I felt great. She said, I looked like death warmed over. I didn't have any color or anything. She said she thought if I'd come in a day or later, they'd been fighting for my life. Well. <clears throat> this MRSA must be really bad. That's all I know. We could talk. I guess we will talk a little bit about that. But I know you're on antibiotics, and yeah, you got to be twenty four seven. You've got to be, you know, carry out that those orders. I, I I know your infectious disease doctor probably thinks that I'm a meddler. Did you call her? <laughs> no, no, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I might have called. I was I was ready. You know, if somebody called me, but uh, I have another friend that also has. A problem with MRSA, uh-huh. and now has a problem with something called a Clostridium difficile, which is a bacteria that you get, an infection that you get if you're on antibiotics for too long. Oh no! And it's 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 not a super bug, but it's one that uh, the effect of that having antibiotics uh, it starts growing in your body, and it can be yuck. Uh, yeah, that's why. You know, you're pro- asking about superbugs today a little bit. Yeah. Uh, is appropriate. And uh, she has the same doctor, and she also mentioned that, well, Dr. Yamuchi has done this and this. Yeah. And I thought, oh, dear, that, that doctor's <laughs> Yeah, because I mentioned to her <laughs> that I had o- talked to you first. <laughs> looking you know? over her, her shoulders. <laughs> Who in the heck is this guy that's talking about my yeah. patients? And, and he's a pediatrician, and these people are older people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you that, uh, you know, I when I talk to you about it, you know, I, I just about take your whatever you say as gospel. 
<laughs> well, when it see. comes to infectious diseases, you've been dealing with them forever. Well, I've been dealing with your infection for, or your past infection, your ongoing treatment yep. for a long, long time. That was one of my interests. And so, uh, you know, it used to be a, a bacteria that we see only associated with healthcare uh, places, like the hospital. Or right, that's why they try to get you out of the hospital as fast as they can. And now we see more of it in, you know, the public. Because people don't take their antibiotics light for the period of time. And one of my contributions uh, was uh, finding it in uh, pets. That's right. Pets were carrying it. That's the big... There's people that I run into who say, the guy you got on that talks about diseases, what's he got against dogs going into the hospital? And I said, didn't you listen to what he had to say? (laughs) You know, and they go, well, not really. I said, next time he's on, I'll ask him. Again, and he'll explain it to you. So, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, they, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I kind of got the attention of the infectious disease world. This is, gosh, close to twenty years ago. I don't know, a long time ago. But I, uh, w- we were allowing uh, an- animals from the zoo, petting zoo, or from the zoo to come see the children or children to see them and i said wait a minute before we do that let's find out what kind of uh, germs these animals carry it actually started out with a kangaroo believe it or not <laughs> somebody i didn't just see that they wanted to bring a kangaroo in and give out uh, a company that uh, i guess they had the kangaroo was their icon their mascot mascot okay. they wanted to bring a kangaroo to the to the hospital and i said gee uh, I would rather, you know, it's a great idea. The kids would be looking at this kangaroo. Yeah, they'd and, love you know, it. Raise and the newspapers would be there and stuff. And I said, well, I, you know, I'd, I'm not going to say yes uh, that I would approve, uh, but I don't know for sure. Uh, said, oh, but it's going to be so cute. And, you know, I said, what what kind of germs does it carry? And they looked at each other like, what? And uh, I said, I won't approve that until I know I said, you can go to the board and override me. But I knew the board wasn't going to say, yeah, you can bring a kangaroo. And <laughs> if Dr. Yamuchi says no. Yeah. You know. uh, and so they did bring, they brought a cardboard cutout of a kangaroo. Okay. You know? And then so somebody, like weird listener or something, might have called and said, well, you know, you let the dogs and cats. What about, then the kids go home, they got dogs and cats at home. And uh-huh. I said, that's a good Good question. So I took some students out, and we went to the zoo first and cultured things that they brought from the petting zoo, like lizards and toads and owls and well, uh, uh, alligator. And sure enough, they had all kinds of bad, bad things. And uh, so I said, these are what they carry around. And uh, then that's when somebody said, well, what about dogs and cats? They're more common, and the kids go home to them. So I said, well, I'll look. And sure enough, some of those dogs and cats were carrying the same MRSA organism that now is such a, a crime. And I, I published that uh, and presented it on a national at a national meeting. And uh, did everybody that, kind of go yes. say what? Yeah, and I showed pictures. You know, people um, uh, kissing on dogs. You yeah, know, yeah, putting a piece of meat in their mouth and having a dog or cat meet it. 
and uh, I had a nice cartoon showing saying uh, if you uh, if you thought about all the places your dog or cat sat on your, your furniture uh, and the germs that they left you know yeah uh, you'd have to move well and that's where it kind of got started I thought of you uh, a couple of weeks ago you know those mayhem commercials yeah have you seen the one where he's pretending yeah. he's like the, the yeah. puppy yes and he's licking on uh, tina fey and tina fey says i know where your mouth was this morning get away from me you know and it's the truth well that's it that's uh, that's exactly it and you if you think about it, and people say well i never got said so, well so you of course now you are a high-risk person right now yeah yeah. And so I stay away know, from people with so, diseases right so now. So you have to be exp- uh, very, very careful. So, uh, you know, people don't think of that. Uh, and most people are normal, healthy, and it probably isn't at high risk. But if you think about it, just like you just said, you think, well, maybe, maybe he's not so crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, my grandson didn't get to come to Thanksgiving at my house. Because he had something that's running through kids right now that uh, I heard about this hand, foot, and mouth disease or whatever. And he got it. Yep. He got it. I just told that story last night. And my, my daughter says, oh, come on, Dad. And I go, no, you don't understand. I've been taking antibiotics now for four weeks. I don't have much of a immune system probably right now. Probably not a good thing to have him wanting to sit in my lap. This is too good. This is too too much of a coincidence. When I was a doctor on staff at UCLA, where I trained, they have a, a system there that if you pick up a patient, you t- start taking care of a patient, that's your patient for as long as that patient lives or as you live or you're there. Okay. And so I had this young girl come in. And uh, she was just a delightful girl, little girl, young girl. Yeah. And uh, she had a sister. They always came together, and their mother brought them. And their mother was uh, Janet Lay. Mm. Okay, so so who would the daughter be? Yeah, Janet Lay. I'm trying to think really fast here off the top of my John, head. Janet Lay was married to? Tony Curtis. Okay, so... Okay, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's exactly right. Okay. okay. So she... They, she Six degrees the, of separation. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what... Yeah. So <clears throat> she comes in, she's got a high fever, and she said, you know, she's got these sores on her on her mouth, in her mouth. And I said, oh, yeah, I, I know exactly what that is. And I said, I'll bet you if we take off her shoes, we're going to see some of these little sores and rash on her feet. And they looked at me, you know, and uh-huh. I said, and there it was. And I said, I got the residents to come into the room. And, of course, she's mother's in there, you know, how gorgeous she was. Yes. And here's this young girl that was about, I think, 10, 11, maybe. I don't remember exactly. And so I was giving this great teaching lessons to the young doctors. And, of course, they're not even looking at my patient or me. They're of course looking, not. They're looking at mother. Sure. You know, it's it's almost a comedy because the patient's on one side, and they're looking at the other side of the room. And finally... Hey! <laughs> Attention! Finally, <laughs> mother says, doctor, says, what are, what are you talking about? And I said, look, uh, she says, your daughter's got these sores on her hands mm-hmm. and... Uh, on her feet and in her mouth. Yeah, in her mouth. And I said, this is hand, foot, and mouth disease. 
I don't know if I should say this on, on your show, but she says, Doctor, you're me. Oh. <laughs> you're you know, us and me. It's, and it's America's sweetheart, right? Right, right. And that's, that's and I always ask, I show the picture of, of the lesions in, wow. in Jamie Lee's mouth. And I, so the question on the quiz is not what this disease is, but who the actress is. Yeah. You know, and... People get it, of course, after a while. I but. got you. But, that, you know, that's that's interesting for the simple reason uh, that uh, you got a situation. And I, I'll i be honest, I never even heard of hand, foot, and mouth. The only thing I've heard about was cow disease, you know, the cow disease. That's what I'd heard. Yeah. And that's so, what most uh, people think about. And uh, <clears throat> my daughter said, well, no, well, we took him, we took her over to, uh, took him over to, um, uh, the kids' hospital, and they identified it immediately and said that there's a major outbreak going on right now. So yep. that'd be an easy one to pass around, absolutely. Yes, and usually it's not major serious, but it can be. You know, it can cause. Well, he sure didn't feel good, and he ran a fever. <clears throat> and uh, my daughter said, "You know, I said, well, is he still running a fever? Yes, can't come." And she was like, "But Dad, I go, I go." Look, sweetheart, I don't. I'm not trying to be mean, but I got to take protection for myself on that's this one. Good for you. Good. And you're thinking. That's what. That's what. That's what I like about the practice of medicine and teaching, because if you get people to start thinking like that, you know, st- thinking, wait a minute, you know, this is common sense. Well, it's, it's, you know. it seemed that way to me. The last thing I want to do is <laughs> well, somebody's learning. got an infectious disease to you're be around learning. me. I'm going to give you a degree pretty soon. <laughs> well, I'm learning a lot from you. <laughs> I'm learning a lot from you. All right, we're going to get our first break in. Dr. Terry Yamauchi is <clears throat> here. we got a lot of things to talk about. Of course, immunization symptoms going to come up. We're going to talk about that. Measles is out and about and doing its thing again. We want to talk about that. And we've got to talk about the flu because uh, I got my flu shot. I get one every year. I know people say, it doesn't work. Or I'm going to end up with a flu. Every time I get a flu shot, I get the flu. Here's the bottom line. Get the flu shot. If it's not the right flu, we'll talk about it. at least it'll cut down on how bad the flu is that you will get. All right. Back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's 28 after. we got about a minute and a half before we get to the news. <coughs> Dr. Terry Yamauchi is here. Uh, I do so much better with your name now. Yes, you do. You know, first couple times I had you on, man, I had, you know, I'm the Harry Carey of names on talk radio. So I, I, I really butchered his name several times, and he's been so really nice about not saying I'm never coming on your show again. Well, you know. So Superbucks, they have come about because we prescribe too many antibiotics for a lot of things that we shouldn't have been taking them for, and they've gotten... You know where it doesn't bother them, and now we got some battles going on. Exactly. You know, right now, you know, we're worried about the flu, and mm-hmm. people are going in with fever and you know different symptoms, and so so often, uh, the physician or nurse will say, "Well, you know, I'm not sure. Let's put you on some antibiotics." Yeah, I've now, heard that. You hear it all the time. It's very common, and I. I I can't go against the doctors who say that because, you know, they are trying to protect you and there there are other infections that are caused by bacteria that can be treated. Sinusitis, uh, strep throat, things like that, that need antibodies. Mm-hmm. 
But flu is caused by a virus, and that cannot be treated with an antibiotic. So we get all of these people that are taking antibiotics out there, lots of people taking antibiotics, and those antibiotics, only the only thing they do is take care, get rid of other bacteria that, that uh, aren't causing symptoms, really. And therefore, those bacteria are being exposed to antibiotics and over a long period of time become those resistant. resistant. All right. Hold your thought. We'll come back. We'll talk more. (laughs) News is next. Give me 60 seconds. Be back in a moment. All right. We're back. Yeah, we're talking about Tom Cruise now. We talk movies all the time. Talk all kinds. Let me just tell you what. If there's somebody, maybe other than Zach... Who loves movies as much as I do? It's Dr. Terry Yamauchi. He's a big cinephile. He really, really is. And so Zach. And uh, Zach, I was as he's walking out. I was talking to him about the uh, Amazon. Uh, uh, what was that, Jack? Uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, the Jack Ryan mm-hmm. series. First season was awesome. This season was really good. Until the last two episodes. I think that the first season had the mystery, not only behind, you know, the um, the bad guy, but also behind Jack Ryan. Yeah. He has a mystery, like, okay, is he just yeah. this nerd, this junk, this, you know, this office junkie? Yeah. No, it's more to him. Well, a lot more came out this season about him again, but... It, did it seem like to you that they had, they felt like they had to wrap it up real fast and... It was like everything just suddenly fell into place, right. you know? And plus, you know, we were expecting something, and then they told it went another way. Yeah. You know, I wanted him to kill the the guy from Venezuela, uh, the, the president. president. Yeah, I wanted him to go ahead and put a bullet <laughs> in his head. I really did. I really did. Did you did you notice how they, they didn't let that happen? Right. And at the end of the show, uh, I forget, the, 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 the uh, senator... Is talking to him. He said, well, what do you want? Yeah. The president's dead. Talking about, I mean, that's how they wrap that up. And I'm like, wow, how yeah. long How long in the timeline are we here? You know, kind of thing. But anyway, enough of that. Let's get back to talking with Dr. Yamauchi here. Have, do you, have you watched that show yet? No. I oh, it's really good. It's good. Uh, Kas, what's his name? Kaslowski, is that his name? Uh, Krasinski. Krasinski, yeah. He's the uh, Emily Blunt's wife, or uh, husband. He's the guy who wrote uh, A Quiet Place. Did you see that movie? Yeah, yeah he wrote that movie for her. Uh, his, the second one's coming out this year. He's written that as well. And he's just really good. What, what was he in, Parks and Recreation? That's correct. Yeah, he was really good in that, And too. I think he was in The Office as well. Yeah, they were really good. He's a good actor. Emily Blunt, though, is awesome. I just watched Mary Poppins Returns again. And she was really good in that movie. I mean, she she studied Mary Poppins. That's right. For for months, she said. And when she's like coming, you know how she comes out of the sky at the very beginning with her umbrella, you know, and she floats down? She had her feet exactly like Julie Andrews had hers in the original. It was pretty cool. The only downside to that movie was the music. It was not memorable. That well, was the only downside. But how many movies how many movies can you write that you write supercalifragilisticexpialidocious yeah. or yeah. or uh, let's go fly a kite or I love to laugh. I mean all of those great songs out of that first movie. They were incredible. Of course they had a gun to their heads. Remember. You know, you had to you saw the movie about how they how he had to you know com- Get Mrs. Banks to go along with it, you know. 
to make the yeah. movie. That's what was going. I remember. That's a great scene in that movie when uh, was it Emma Thompson plays Mrs. Banks in that movie, and they walk in and he's and uh, the, Tom Hanks who's playing Walt Disney says, "Guys, play one of the songs for him." <laughs> and she, they go right into Super Califragilistic, and she and, and she goes, "Super Cali, whatever." I don't think so. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a good movie yeah, as well. Yeah. All right, it. enough of that. Let's go back to Superbugs. Let's, well, let's finish that quickly. Yeah. Okay. The reason we're seeing uh, uh, the problem with that is, of course, inappropriate use. But part of the inappropriate use is on the patient. They don't take all the medicines they're supposed to take when you know for the period of time. Okay. Can I ask you to, to make a point about this? Because people <clears throat> get diagnosed with tuberculosis. Yes. Uh, we've had a problem with this on the border. People coming in from Mexico and stuff, and they got tuberculosis. They give them the necessary drugs to kill the disease, but they don't finish up how many tablets they Exactly. Got. Sometimes they sell them. Sometimes they give them to somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. to say. Sometimes they give them to somebody that's got some other symptoms to say, this, take this. Now, again, some of those antibiotics that are given are not drugs that kill the organism. They're called static drugs. So they put the organism in sort of a neutral position. They're not multiplying. And uh, they, if, they, if they stop them too soon, they just sit there, and then pretty soon they start multiplying again. But they have a little bit of resistance to the medicine that was right. given. So if you're given a medicine, you should take all of it. You shouldn't keep it around the house because it gets old and it's going to lose its potency if you don't use it. So those are the kind of reasons why we're seeing bugs that are resistant. Yeah, and it's and it's it's kind <clears> of <throat> scary because we it's, only got so many antibiotics, and we're running out. Of, there are now uh, organisms that we cannot treat, the superbugs, and there are some. Um, Organisms that are have a little bit of resistance, so we're having to hit them with more than one antibiotic. Sometimes using two, and and then the problem that arises with that is that we get other bacteria that become prevalent that may not be causing a problem right now, but they exist from the treatment that they've hit, they, that they've uh, been exposed to, and now when you stop the antibiotic, they become pre- more prevalent and cause disease. So. You know, there's two sides to uh, why you see it. You don't take it enough. You don't take it long enough. Um, it's given inappropriately. You don't treating any. You're not treating a certain uh, bacteria that they think is there. So, yes, that, that's why we're seeing superbugs. We can't make them fast enough. Uh, antibiotics fast enough. It's a tremendous job, uh, research-wise, to get because you have to treat lots and lots of people. For a long time to see how effective see if it is. it's really working. Yeah, I mean the one that they're using on me is it's penicillin, but it's coupled with another yes. antibiotic. Yes, that's why that's you right. give it a double punch. And then in the cold, old days, penicillin killed everything. Oh, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Not so much anymore. That's right. Depending on what part of the world you happen to go into. Well, yeah, and the world's a lot smaller now with jet flights and things like that watch planet of the apes no anyway uh, <laughs> can't get you off the movies you can't <laughs> i know because i know that you use that scene in the movie when you're when you're doing presentations okay so let's come back let's talk about some of the things that are going on in the state <clears throat> mumps are back, back in the news 
back again. Remember, we had that last year. We yes, had, we did. We had the uh, more cases of mumps in our state of Arkansas than in any other state in the Union. And that goes back to the Marshallese, correct? It, that's where we first saw the outbreak occurring. The first patients we discovered were from the Marshallese. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's we controlled that wonderful job with the Centers for Disease Control in our health department, getting the word out, getting the vaccine out, getting the uh, case case finding out, uh, explored and and discovering that holding the large scale vaccine clinics. Uh, we got that under control pretty well. Okay. And uh, now we're starting to see a few more slipping in. I don't have any information on uh, the basic uh, epidemiology of the, of the more recent. We had, it's not large scale like we had, uh, you know, last well, year. Last year was big. <clears throat> yeah. It was yeah, big. It made national news. Well, I say we had more than our state than the whole and the other any other state in the union. Yeah, you know, and we actually right. had investigators from the centers come to Arkansas to help and review and you know help manage the, the program. So, so let's let's just work. I mean, look, we should we shouldn't be even having to talk about some of this stuff, okay? For the simple reason that we had to defeat it and we had just about gotten rid of it, and then people started reading some dumb stuff on the internet listening to women posing nude in, in Playboy, and uh, started not getting their, their kids inoculated. And uh, the herd mentality only works if everybody is getting their kids inoculated. Getting the non-vaccinated, not necessarily just kids, but non-vaccinated right. people to, to try to try to keep this down. Now for, I, don't, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, from what you know, these people that are coming across the border that at least we capture are are we giving them the inoculations that they should be getting um not on any large scale uh, oh that's really good news (laughs) that i know of uh i'm sure that some of them are but that's nothing that that is not something that we're public is being publicized right now i'm sure that's an excellent point and it's an excellent you know health uh prevention preventative health measure that we should be trying to uh, well i have a lot of doctors and nurses on my show as you know all right and i got to tell you it's a bone of contention for them they're really concerned about people coming into this country and spreading disease and nobody wants to talk about it because it's not politically correct well you know what i don't give a damn you know (laughs) bottom line you know it's putting americans at risk Period. When you're such a nice guy, you know. And <laughs> I just say what everybody's thinking, Doc. I just I know what they're thinking, and they're it, thinking who I guy am. It is a problem. Uh, we again, we need to have the awareness, and thank God for people like you who keep raising that awareness. People should be saying, you know, I don't know if my child is protected, or I don't know if the neighbor's protected, because if they're not. Maybe I'm not. What happened when I was in school, all right, same time as you were, we had to get our inoculations or you couldn't go to school. What happened to that? Well, it's still there, but nobody's enforced, or not nobody, but not enough. It's not enforced well enough. Why not? 
Everybody yeah. know. I mean, take a look now. We got mumps of running around. We got measles going crazy. I mean, why? We could get rid of all of that stuff. And now we got this disease that looks like polio, but they say it's not polio, but it sure looks like polio. Yeah, but well, polio, if we use the polio vaccine, that would not be effective against this particular uh, disease. Right. But it would protect from polio if that had to come, you know, behind this. That's a that's one of the basis prem, basic premises of of going out and getting mumps vaccine again because, uh, you know, it'll protect against mumps. But if you're not exposed and it doesn't be, become a problem right now, it'll protect you down the line mm-hmm. if you if you have that vaccine on mode, just like measles. You know, get that and it'll protect you down the line even if you're not exposed right now. I mean, I under, I understand to a point. If you have religious beliefs that preclude you from doing this with your children, we have a lot but of people it. that suddenly have yeah that uh, suddenly have religion. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, um, but that leads into um, the idea of the herd immunity. The more people that that we protect, the better off we will be. Now. Again, I, I can say that we this kind of leads us into the influenza problem, because you know we have a vaccine that we've toted for influenza, and in the past it hasn't been as good as we thought it would be, but it is it is protected a lot of people from dying. Sure. Um, this year we last year the vaccine that we had there was a virus that floated around that wasn't in the vaccine. And therefore, we had a little more problem with with flu last year. This year, we have a couple vaccines, but the vaccine that's out there available is good for three different flu vaccine flu Mm -hmm. viruses. Actually, there's one out there that's good for four viruses. Wow. Well, four influenza viruses. One that you and I need to take. Mm -hmm. uh, That's for older people. Yeah, that's like a double shot, man. It's amazing. We're going to we're filling you up, Dave. Here we go. Well, uh, you know, if we don't get that particular vaccine with the four uh, viruses, then that one virus that's not in that becomes prevalent, and we aren't going to get protected. But on the other hand, if any of the other three are prevalent or become starts floating around, then we're protected. And when I say protected, uh, it may protect us really well and we have no symptoms. It may protect us and we have a few minor symptoms. It may protect us and keep us from dying. Hmm. You know, So, you know, there are some pluses for all the vaccines since there's so little side effects uh, around. But you got to get it to go and protect you. All right. When we come back, is it still... A good time to get vaccinated for the flu. We'll talk with Dr. Yamauchi about that as we return, and we'll finish up with him on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we got seven minutes left here with Dr. Terry Yamauchi. And if you're not hearing this live, uh, that's okay, because it's important stuff. We, we try to play these best-of shows, and I'm sure during the Christmas week you might get a chance to hear it again. But uh, anyway... Dr. Yamauchi, is it too late? Now, the date today, we're in the first week of December. So is it too late to get your flu shot? No. 
No. Um, <clears throat> we, we see influenza into May. And uh, so we really recommend, strongly recommending people to go ahead and get it right up until, you know, May. Okay, so let's uh, say you get it in September, okay, yeah. which is kind of early. Yeah. All right, but you get it in September. Should you go in and say, hey, can I get a booster? Is there any way of getting a booster with your flu shot? Well, it's not recommended. Okay. Um, influenza is the vaccine is one of those uh, vaccines that um, the protection takes about, oh, 10 days, two weeks to start getting real protective levels of, of, of protective levels. Yeah, of, I know what you're saying. Okay. But um, um, it starts dropping off. We start seeing a little bit of decrease in the protection. Not, not enough that would be a real worry, but it does start dropping off. So uh, you can get the vaccine really thinking about the two weeks, 10 days, two weeks before you have maximum protection um, all through the seasons, and we recommend that. Over uh, Thanksgiving, had some people over visiting with me, and uh, one was talking about riding in an airplane, and, you know, you're sitting next to a person, and they're coughing and wheezing and sneezing. He said he had decided that from now on he's going to wear one of those masks, yeah, when he's traveling it, like that, that's fine. It's uh, it, it. How good does that work, though? I mean, it's seriously. not very. It's not very good. It only works if you uh, breathe out. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's not. It, so you're protecting everybody else, not so much. <laughs> you're getting protected from everybody. The main, the main thing that does is it uh, kind of warns people that there's infections going around, um, but I don't. I don't advocate that when you're traveling, really. Um, I'll tell you, my wife is, bless her, she is, you know, a huge advocate for germs, against germs. Okay. And we get on an airplane, and she carries these handy wipe uh, packages and wipes down the trays in front of her and the seat in front of her and the belt and, you know, hands it to me, and I feel kind of funny. You know, doing it, but she's. But I've read that that stuff is not as effective as they'd like you to believe. Well, of course, they think that it's really, really, and it does. You know, you can see dirt on it when sometimes, and makes you feel like you're doing something. But it does have some. It's just like be sure you're washing your hands. That's more effective to wash your hands than to use that. But again, you don't know. If a dog sat on that yeah, <laughs> tray or something. So, you know, it, it does. I'm not going to say on the air that my wife, you know, is that crazy, but she sometimes goes overboard with that. And yeah, uh, if she sees somebody sneezing better around, safe than sorry. sitting next to her or something, she'll hand them a handy wipe and say, here, you know, we might want to use this. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I use the wipes. When I go into the big box store and I, I'm going to grab hold of uh, oh, one I, of those carts. I do, too. I always do that. and uh, just makes I, sense. So when I leave the store, sometimes I'll take one to my car and wipe my steering wheel off. That's even more important. Maybe wipe <laughs> off the face of your uh, phone, too. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah. That's, that's that's a cesspool. You know, there's more, just for my listeners, Just some, this is going to make you feel really good. There are more germs on your phone than there is on your toilet seat. There's more on your desk. Yeah keyboard all of those things yeah because you sneeze on it and you do all kinds of things with it i agree all right 
we're out of time. That's great. Got to get you back on in January. I, I like to do a show. This is something that I have been amazed by. I mean, I have not. I had five way bypass three years ago. Oh yeah. But it's been it's been this time that I started understanding how far medicine has gone that I didn't even know. I mean, I'm I'm sitting talking to Dr. Driscoll the other day, and she's talking about a patch that they can put on my wound that will s- cultivate skin cells. It was, I mean, this is amazing stuff to me. We're going to have to get together and talk about it. Well, I'll make a list of some of it and give it to you and see if you want to come on and talk about it. I mean, do you feel like you've been left behind Kind of. Oh yes, yes. Uh, even even the treatment of infections. You know, there's things coming up every day that that is new, and you think, oh, that's f- so far. That's very cool. It's like living in a science fiction movie, man. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Well, it is. It really is. Uh, I appreciate. I'll, t- you, I'll man. tell you another thing that you need to do. You got to get somebody from the FBI to come over and talk. There's some really surveillance stuff now is scary. There was a story I read the other day, real quickly here. I mean, I know this doesn't have anything to do with I understand, but there was a story. You saw what they're doing in China, in that if you want a cell phone, you got to load up your picture. Our federal government has started talking about that. That's for another show, though. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dr. Yamauchi. Appreciate it. Terry Yamauchi here. Infectious diseases on Dave Ellswick's show. Come back. We'll uh, talk about things. And then Congressman Hill will join us from D.C. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.